Welcome to the Real Digital Success Podcast. This is the podcast allergic to everything fake and addicted to everything online, authentic, and real. On this podcast, we discuss the things about online entrepreneurship that don't get talked about a lot, but are essential. I'm your host, Rocher, aka the meticulous marketer, the improbable interviewer, and the practical podcaster. Today, we have a special guest. Uh, because we're going to talk about a thing that I'm really excited about, and that is podcasting. The name of our guest is Gresham, and he runs the CEO blog, nation.com blog. And uh, he also does daily podcasts on there. Uh, compared to me, he's a veteran, so I'm going to ask him everything possible uh, that I want to know about podcasting. And I hope for those that are interested in getting into podcasting that they can learn from this too. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Uh, welcome everybody. I'm here with Gresham of uh, CEO Block Nation and Blue 16 Media. And uh, I'm very excited to have him on the show uh, because there's finally somebody I can ask about this podcast experience. Uh, and personally, uh, I'm really excited for it because uh, as a beginning podcaster, uh, these are the types of interviews that I really got into it for. So, uh, yeah, Gresham, thank you for being here. I'm super excited to be here. I appreciate you for having me on. Let's get started right away. Uh, who is Gresham and uh, how did you get to the point where you are right now? Uh, well, that's definitely a, a complicated answer. I mean, I think that it's, it's always funny to kind of uh, look back at our journeys and wh where we end up being and how we ended up being there. For me, um, I always you know, say I've been kind of an entrepreneur at heart, somebody that was always interested in creating stuff. And that was well before I even knew what entrepreneurship was or what it even sounded like or looked like or how it manifested itself. Um, but I was a kid that, you know, sold potato chips on the playground. I started a family newspaper when I was 10 years old, when my father went uh, TDY, he went to another country and it was a way for us to connect. And I also sold the subscriptions uh, to my family members. So I did all of those things. And the only reason I bring that up is because when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I, I grew up, I started to look at things that I did before I did it for attention or did it for money or did it for recognition or any any of those things. And those were kind of some of the things that I went back to. So fast forward a lot of years, I graduated um, from um, Howard University in, in 2009. And then I, I graduated from Georgetown University in 2010. And I bounced around to a bunch of different jobs, got laid off once, was going to get laid off again. And all along those times, I started to really read about entrepreneurship and business and found out like a lot of those dark economic times, like similar to probably what we're going through now. Um, a lot of entrepreneurial people came about, they created solutions, they, they found problems. And the more I read about it, the more I looked at my past, I kind of felt like I was coming home, so to speak, or I felt like I was home when I read <laughs> about those entrepreneurs. So I devoted myself to really just interviewing entrepreneurs and business owners in blog form. Um, finding out why they started their business, advice that they would give. And it kind of manifests itself into so many other things. I started a digital marketing company um, after I was getting laid off or going to get laid off from my last job. And that's what kind of led me somewhat to where I am today. Oh, yeah. Nice to hear. Uh, and uh, as, as, as I saw, you are uh, the owner of CEO Blog Nation. As it says in the title, it's mostly about blogs. Uh, but I noticed you... Uh, 
shifted a lot to uh, doing podcasts. So what made you get into podcasting? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started out first with this one of the blogs called Herepreneur. And then um, I started to realize that um, entrepreneurs didn't, and it's here an entrepreneur, entre entrepreneurs didn't just want to hear stories. They wanted to know, you know, actionable advice and things that they did, uh, they found to be effective. So it umbrellaed into CEO Blog Nation. And then I started to kind of create different kind of rungs of a chair, so to speak, where I had podcasts, of videos and blogs so that people can take in content in different ways. So honestly, my podcast, the very first podcast I, I've published, I guess you can say, was honestly me having an interview with somebody and just recording the interview. So my podcast actually started from there where I was literally just having a um, interview of somebody. I would listen to that interview myself and then I would publish it you know, on the blog. And I started to realize that, hey, there's some really valuable content that I'm listening to. I get to hear it. So why couldn't others, you know, begin to hear it? So from there, it manifests itself into what um, became the CEO Chat podcast, which was a longer form podcast. But the goal was really to initially take these interviews and just publish them. And then it started to, to manifest itself in, or, or to evolve, I should say, into um, the podcast that I have now. Um, and, and now the laser focused daily podcast that I have is the IMCO podcast. So it kind of wasn't um, something that from day one, it just happened. It was something that kind of evolved just from me, honestly, just pursuing my interests and things that I wanted to know about personally. Nice. And uh, I've, what really amazes me uh, when I look at your website is basically the amount of content that's getting uh, pushed out every day. Uh, especially with the daily podcast and then you have the blogs on the side and then the different the different kind of blogs and everything under that umbrella. Uh, so it made me a little bit curious uh, as a newbie podcaster, uh, how much time do you put into podcasting on a weekly basis? Yeah, for the podcast myself and, and full disclosure, I do have like an editor. I do have someone that helps out with scheduling the podcast. So I spend about maybe five to seven hours on the pod podcast. And granted, it is a daily podcast. So um, right now I do a lot of the, the outreach to people or connections mm -hmm. and the connection calls with people that want to potentially be on the podcast. Um, and then, of course, the time actually doing the podcast. So usually around five to seven, maybe pushing eight or nine um, hours per week but I but one of the things that I really benefited from is when I had my weekly podcast which was a CEO chat podcast it eventually became a weekly podcast yeah. um, I really looked at um, how can I leverage my time so that it doesn't disrupt my entire life by creating a <laughs> daily podcast um, and one of the things that I came across and I can't remember who I heard it from they said that they really leveraged time blocking because when they started their podcast initially, they would just ask the guests, like, when are you available to be on the show? And then you would sometimes have a podcast at 2 p.m. Um, on a Monday. Then you would have another one on Thursday at 9 a.m. And it was just kind of everywhere. So I, I really learned that the people that are are able to leverage their time the most are able to do that time blocking to be able to stack that time together where they're doing podcasts like for me I do it all Monday afternoon and most of the day Friday so it provides that opportunity to where I'm already kind of in the energy of creating podcasts and it goes a lot smoother and simpler and it's not as much of a disruption to um, your overall schedule yeah that's a that's a really handy hack 
because I remember like uh, before this, I uh, was really active on YouTube and uh, I had this old channel where I would uh, post daily and I, I, I uh, yeah, had that same kind of problem because I would then just, it was basically the same as podcasting. So I would have somebody on and we would interview each other. Uh, but I, I started to notice that my dates were becoming a mess too. So, uh, when I, when I found like Cadeny and that kind of stuff, I started getting into that blocking myself too. Uh, and I, I, I think I could never go back again, but yeah, I totally agree. The, the blocking the stuff and just putting specific time slots that you are available. It gives you so much more time to spend on your own thing. What I also wanted to talk about is, uh, since you are, uh, yeah, basically a veteran with the podcasting thing, uh, compared to me is basically, uh, portraying your own voice, because what I really like about podcasting is that it's very effective in communicating the voice of your brand. So how long did it take for you to find your own voice as a podcaster? That's a that's a phenomenal question. And I always feel like um, and I say this a lot, you know, on my podcast and and on um, and really just in advice that I always give is that it's always an evolutionary process. Us as individuals, us, our businesses and our podcasts um, as a whole. And I think that um, for me. I don't know that I picked one time where I had a voice, but I think the thing that has helped me out with having my daily podcast has been um, understanding and feeling comfortable with being in front of the microphone, knowing the questions I'm gonna ask, knowing how it's going to flow. And I think once you have, um, and I think you only can achieve that through the repetition and through having conversations and through continually exercising, like a lot of people, a lot of times people forget that as you mentioned, you have your YouTube channel um, that contributes to your podcast now. So it's not like everything's, oh, oh YouTube's completely different from running a YouTube interview is completely different from running a podcast yeah. interview. All that repetition helps you to feel comfortable. And I think what has helped me out is the repetition of doing the interviews, as I mentioned, when I was just doing, you know, blog posts, it wasn't even a podcast to now, you know, doing a daily podcast, I know kind of what's going to flow or how things are going to kind of go throughout the podcast. I've had the mistakes. I've, I've accidentally not hit the record button when I was doing an interview. So you've done all of those things. And once you understand and get your flow, it allows you to really be present and just have a conversation and be yourself. So I can't say that the, the light, you know, flipped at a certain moment. But I think once you feel like you're more comfortable with the process itself, with hitting the record button, with the questions you're going to ask, with trying to, you know, dig a little deeper on conversations, it allows you to really be present and to be yourself. And I think that's really not as much as you, you have to find your voice. You just don't have to worry about all of the other smaller things. So you can really be present and just have a conversation, which I think podcasting ultimately is. Interesting, especially about the conversation thing. Because uh, do you think anyone can start a podcast? Because, for example, uh, I'm a natural introvert, so uh, I'm not really used to having these conversations like that. So it took me a while to uh, get into that flow with YouTube. Uh, but do you think like extroverts might have a uh, advantage when it comes to making podcasts? So I think it depends on your type of podcast. When, when you're talking about interview-based pod, and I'm borderline um, extrovert, so I'm like right on the edge. Um, <laughs> I skew a little bit more towards extrovert. 
Um, but you know, I think the biggest advantage, especially for interview based podcasts is the podcast is for the guests to be able to talk about who they are and what it is that they do. So I think sometimes generally speaking, extroverts have a, have an opportunity to really kind of monopolize the conversation. They talk more than they, they are listening where I think introverts really have that um, potential opportunity to really be that listening ear to really know, Oh, this person said X, Y, and Z. So let me, you know, ask this next question to know that. And I think um, introverts, in my opinion, um, generally speaking, again, are usually able to uh, kind of read the room, read the guests, understand exactly where things are flowing, where a, where a an extrovert um, may not be able to do that as well. But uh, for solo podcasts, um, when you're just kind of, you know, having the microphone with yourself and just having a conversation about a specific topic, then definitely extroverts might um, have a better idea because it's just you and the microphone and just having the ability to be able to talk um, about whatever topic you, you specifically are going to focus on. So it kind of depends on the type of um of a podcast you're going to have, but I definitely believe that extroverts and introverts can really have phenomenal podcasts. So to answer your question, absolutely. I think everybody can start a podcast. Uh, That's nice to hear. I got a lot of friends out there that are introverts that have a lot to say, uh, or but they're always hesitant about starting a podcast. But when you hear them talk, you think like, oh, this is really valuable information. So it's good to hear mm -hmm. from somebody that has been in this uh, that there are both benefits to being introvert and extrovert when it comes to creating these podcasts. So as uh, as someone that's been in this podcast game for so long and also has had a blog in the past, uh, would you say there's a difference between promoting a product or a website and your podcast? I think to some degree it, it is in probably the way by which you kind of communicate um, and where you're drawing people to. But I think there's general principles that I always go back to, like as a overall marketing strategy and in Blue 16 Media, my marketing strategy is I call it you are a media company. So the approach is that no matter if you're selling a widget, you're selling um, plumbing services in your local area, or you have a podcast, you really have a um, media company mindset towards your marketing. And a lot of that, the foundation of it is understanding what success looks like. Um, are you trying to get more downloads if you have a podcast? Um, if you have that local you know, plumbing company, are you trying to give people to, to give you a phone call? Um, if you have an e-commerce business, are you looking to sell more shirts? Um, so really understanding you know, what success is, um, is probably the first question you definitely wanna answer. Then you wanna get an idea of, um, the the target market you have and i usually say paint a picture of exactly who you're trying to target so for your podcast that might be different it might be a commuter because they're listening to your podcast at a certain time while they're commuting um you know to and from work you know pre-covid for most people but yeah. um getting that opportunity to understand exactly who that is whereas somebody who has that plumbing company maybe he or she wants to reach um the people that are at home now, they're working from home and they have some time in between and they just want to get all these uh, honey-do list uh, items off of, of what they need to do and they need to call a plumber. So I think that, um, you know, having those two questions and then the final question is just understanding, um, honestly, uh, what success looks like and, and how exactly you would define that and, and what resources you have available to you in order to make that happen. Um, I think those three questions vary depending on 
if you have a podcast versus a business, but I think the framework itself um, is definitely uh, valuable. You just might have different answers to it, which would, you know, redirect your marketing strategy in a different way. Uh, in that case. So I can imagine that uh, if you take that mindset of like your media company, that there weren't a lot of differences between the uh, promoting the podcast and the website in that case. So uh, you probably kind of had an advantage uh, because you already were into the blog. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that like, you know, like we talked about, you know, with the YouTube channel, everything adds up into your your bank of knowledge, your bank of experience. So having the ability to be able to to understand and even just experiment and be comfortable with technology, be comfortable with, you know, communicating, be comfortable with having those interviews that helped me out as far as when I first started a podcast, when I, you know, had the intro and outro and started that all that. So it definitely gives you that advantage because you have that repetition towards that. And it may not be exactly the same, but you really get that opportunity to take all of that experience, distill it down into hopefully um, valuable lessons learned um, that you are able to execute on in your next venture and the venture after that. So I definitely feel like that has been an advantage to me of being able to just, you know, learn from people and be able to execute myself um, for every podcast and every um, episode I have. So uh, you basically took what you uh, what you could take from the other experience and put it uh, in your podcast experience. But uh, it makes me wonder, though, because uh, while a lot of these things are the same, uh, I can imagine that you probably had to uh, go through some roadblocks uh, that might have been different uh, for, a for a blog compared to a podcasting. Uh, if, if you had these different roadblocks, what kind of what were they? Yeah, for, for me, I mean, the, the roadblocks for the, the podcast itself were uh, how to figure out how uh, kind of putting that time towards that and investing that time towards that would be something that would be valuable for me and my business and the people that are listening to. Because if you don't have a, a, a business that can sustain itself, it's really hard to continue with the podcast. It's really hard to continue with the blog itself. So that was one of the things that I really went back to the, I call it the lab where I, you know, think of ideas. I went back to the lab to really understand like, how was this first podcast serving me? What can I do better? How can I um, maybe retool things so that it can be something that can supplement my business or complement my business? And that really was something that I had to really understand with, you know, especially with Blue 16 Media, because that was uh, my digital marketing business was really the business that helped me to um, pay the bills to be able to, to um, you know, go on trips and, and uh, you know, pay my mortgage and do all of those things. So to, to try to take time away from my core business, I had to really understand how it would really move things forward. So that's when I really went and try to reconfigure and figure out um, how can I reposition this or re uh, maybe invent the business so that it can complement my strengths, but also complement what it is that I know is already working. Interesting. So, so basically your podcast complements your business and is it something on its own? But I am curious though, because uh, for the people out there that are uh, trying to make a podcast, but aren't necessarily trying to have a business next to that, uh, do you have some, uh, do you know some methods that you can make money with podcasting uh, without complementing uh, it with your, without it complementing your business? I think that that to me 
and granted everything depends on the amount of time that you have i think that is one of the bigger mistakes that um and, and granted when i say mistakes i mean that i wish i would have known that so, known, known that sooner um that i wish i did have a business to complement it and, and when i say business it doesn't have to be a full-fledged business there's different ways to complement your your podcast so it doesn't have to be um, you know, a digital marketing business. It can literally be um, maybe you're doing drop shipping, maybe you're doing um, affiliate links or something along those lines to complement and, and drive some revenue. And the reason that I say that that's important is because if you're able to um, spend the time, if you have ultimately, you know, if you have unlimited time, then by all means go and, you know, do your podcast and, and create that. But I really believe that having the opportunity to generate revenue will help you to be able to sustain the business. Because I think so many times people don't stay with the podcasting because it doesn't actually generate revenue for them. So if you have that mindset in the beginning that either I'm going to you know, tack this onto a business I have, or maybe just create something that provides some revenue as I grow this, um, it gives you that opportunity to really hopefully continue on with it. Because I think the, like you mentioned about introverts, so many people have really valuable things to say and really valuable content. It's just such a, a detriment to the world uh, when we're not able to get that opportunity to hear that because the person may not have had a business to complement that. So um, I think there's multiple ways you know, to do that. As I mentioned, e-commerce, affiliate links, actually having a service-based business. Um, but I, I would say that I wish um, when I started my podcast, I had bridged that gap a little bit better between Blue 16 Media and at that time the CEO chat podcast because I think that it would have um, it would have benefited me better in the beginning. But I think you should really um, have that because you're trading your time for creating these podcasts and creating that content. And the sooner you realize or figure out a way by which you can make that that revenue, um, then it, it provides you that opportunity to do that. Um, yeah, and in other ways, you know, there's obviously advertising and things, but you just have to have an either really focused niche um, that you're really going to drill down on, or you have to have a tremendous amount of downloads. Um, so either figuring out something that you can really niche down on that nobody else is doing, and you can really uh, provide that opportunity for potential advertisers to want to reach that target market, or you have so many downloads that um, you people are, you know, beating down your door to, to be able to get on the advertise on the podcast uh, I, I found it interesting especially when you're talking about the uh, niching uh, down or narrow, narrowing down your niche uh, because uh, the question then comes to me like should you be an expert in the niche that you are podcasting about no I, I don't think so at all and I think that case in point um, what you're doing is, is phenomenal because I think so many times what I've benefited from is really learning from people um, so you don't have to be the person that is, you know, at the party, you don't have to be the person that's playing the music, that's cooking the food, that's letting people in. You can just be the person that's hosting the party. And what I mean by that is you're the person that has the podcast, you have the platform. So you invite the experts on to really have those conversations and you try to ask really impactful value-based questions so that you can get as much, um, information and knowledge from them so that you're able to showcase, um, that to your target market. And when you're able to do that and you create that platform and that opportunity to do that, then you start to really provide a platform or create a platform that advertisers, that people also that want to reach that target market want to be there as well. So I think that's really the thing is that if you're not going to be the expert, if you're not doing solo podcasts and just talking from your experience, um, why not 
or even if you do do that, why not have some interview based podcast content within there so you can really learn from other people. And I think that's one of the best ways to kind of, in my experience, um, sharpen the saw, so to speak, so that you're able to really get better and better and better at your craft. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a really uh, nice tip. Uh, even though I'm wondering though, right? Uh, if let's say you have a lot of these interviews and you're only doing uh, interviews, uh, do you feel like it might give you more trouble to stand out from the other people that are also doing these interviews? It depends on the quality of the interviews. If they're, if you feel like they're quality interviews, then no. And I think that it goes back to the question you talked about, about finding your voice, because on the podcast, I often say that if you run your own race, you can never lose because so many times we get caught into looking over into the other lane on the right or the other lane on the left, trying to figure out what somebody else is doing. And granted, there's a place for that and understanding the industry, understanding what's happening. But I think that if you find your voice, there's going to be people that might try to copy you, they might try to imitate, or you uh, may uh, find people that are doing some of the things that you're doing, but you have to kind of ultimately stay true to yourself. Because I believe podcasting at its heart is about having a conversation. And if you are able to have that conversation and do it in your own way with your own voice, even if people try to emulate or try to duplicate what you're doing, um, they're not going to do it like you do. And I think that you and us as podcasters have to always understand that we always should be evolving as well, too. We should be learning more about ourselves, getting closer to our voice, because I feel like if we are always in search of our voice and it's something that we never, ever get to, we're always going to be improving. We're going to be trying to find a way to do this. We're going to be trying out different things and we're going to evolve as podcasters. So I think it's to our detriment if we do not do that. And I think every time that we continue to have a podcast, continue to try out different things, continue to get closer and closer to finding our true authentic voice, then I think that's when, you know, no one else can beat you. Yeah, interesting. How would you say you are, uh, where do you think you are in the journey when it comes to finding your own voice? Do you think you're all, uh, like on somewhere close to being that uh, entity that nobody can really copy or, or are you saying you're, or are you thinking you're still miles away? Funny enough about me, also very important is to know, know thyself. Um, I'm somebody who never, ever wants to get close to the destination. Um, mm -hmm. So I always feel like there's another level and I always feel like I can get better. It doesn't matter, you know, how many podcasts that I do. I'll probably continue to say I'm not at that at that point. Um, Matthew McConaughey has this um, has this, uh, I think he won an Emmy or something. And he had this interview where he basically said his hero was himself, uh, I think it was five or 10 years from at that moment. Mm -hmm. And he said that somebody went to him five years later, you know, from that moment and asked them, you know, have you met your hero? Are you at your hero? He's like, no, I haven't met my hero because my, my hero went five years more or five or 10 years more. So it's, if you're always kind of on that treadmill, you're always trying to, to reach um, your voice as we're talking about or perfection or success or however you define it. Um, you'll never ever be kind of complacent. You want to celebrate the wins. And, and I, you know, make sure I try to balance that as much as possible. I could always do a better job. But I think if I'm always kind of striving to be better, um, I'll never reach where I want to be. I never truly find my unique voice because it'll always be evolving. So I don't want to, for me, I feel like that's what is 
the the challenge that's the exciting part is really is exciting and also kind of you know crazy because you know you get kind of frustrated at certain times yeah. but if you can take a step back and say hey this is part of the process then you'll never ever reach your destination and if i feel like i reach my destination i feel like i really probably didn't even set a, a goal that is ambitious enough yeah i really like it so Basically, it sounds like me like uh, you get a lot of fulfillment out of the process itself uh, in comparison to looking at the wins. And uh, I like it because a lot of people talk about that, about uh, being that way, but it's really hard for some people to be uh, to get to that point unless they're inside uh that process themselves yeah and that's what you find i think that's the biggest thing i often ask on my podcast is like if you hopped into a time machine what would you tell your younger business self and that is probably the thing that i would tell myself because i think so many times we see somebody that's further along in the journey and we think that it is without pitfalls it is without mistakes it is without you know hit not hitting the record button on a podcast interview that you did um but you realize that as you hear people's stories more and more you hear that they make those mistakes the difference is they get really wrapped into the process they get really wrapped into the progression and the journey and that's really where and how you reach success is not that that person woke up and then they were a podcaster they did youtube uh they had a youtube channel and they they did all of those things and they then they started to to pivot and create things but it was not just from day one it was from day like you know one hundred thousand or something sometimes it feels like (laughs) yeah i find really interesting to talk about that especially like the the process and the things that you have to go through to uh, get to those basically 10,000 hours of mastery. And I always find it interesting to hear people talk about that. What I noticed in the past, and you probably noticed as well, is that uh, blogging had its peak and uh, then basically kind of like died off as a subject and podcasting and video took its place uh, in that stead. Well, I was wondering, right, uh, because podcasting has now been around for a while, do you think people can still succeed if they start podcasting now? I think that, and even uh, people that have been podcasting even longer, you know, than, than me, um, way longer than me, uh, and are definitely um, experts at the field have said that it's kind of a niche audience, but it is broadening where people are listening to the podcast, but um, you kind of have a very specific type of person and usually time by which people are podcasting because a lot of podcasts are consumed, you know, when people are, cons- are commuting. And one of the reasons podcast downloads kind of, you know, dip, you know, during COVID is because everybody, there's a lot of disruption in so many different ways, but also also in ways people were listening and, and, and paying attention to podcasts. They were either, um, they might've been commuting. They might have been uh, potentially doing it in the gym uh, or listening to the podcast in the gym, but you know, all of those things have, have were disrupted. So I think there's definitely an opportunity and it just depends on what success is kind of like going back to those three questions I talked about mm-hmm. how you would define success and what exactly and who exactly you're trying to target um, is, is so important because you can have success if you understand what that is, what it is. But I still think that there's a, there's a very strong um, place and time for the kind of combination of understanding that we're there's not just going to be a person that's just listening to videos there's not just going to be a person that's just listening 
uh, to podcasts or just listening to, to blog content, when you're really able to, and definitely even from a digital marketing standpoint, combine all of those things, and you can basically connect with people in so many different ways, that's really where you, um, I think, want to try to move towards. But as I said, it doesn't have to be that on day one. It might just be you really like writing. So maybe you start out with a blog and you write the best blog post that you can and you write the next best blog post that you can and you start to really uh, get and fall in love with that process. And then you might say, okay, well, I did an email interview or maybe I did a recorded interview. So maybe let's make that into a podcast. And then you start to evolve and you start to do that and complement to what you're doing for your blog. And you start to evolve from there. But I think again, like kind of what we went back to, mm-hmm. um, I think it all depends on where you're trying to to accomplish what success looks like um but i think that if you really drill down and understand what that is i don't think there's necessarily one way to do that i think podcasting can definitely be a way and i think it's a phenomenal opportunity to really be able to have those conversations but it may not connect with everybody so you really have to know this is my target market this is who i'm creating this is what success looks like and the podcasting is by the the ingredient or way by which i can do that okay nice answer Then uh, to wrap this interview up, I always ask my guests this question uh, because this is the real digital success podcast and we want to get basically to the real of things. Uh, What is one thing about podcasting uh, that you don't think gets talked about enough, but is very important? Well, we kind of touched on it uh, before, and I think it's really promoting the podcast. One of the interesting things about podcasting is there's not really one set way that you can listen to a podcast like it is. Sometimes, of course, there's different ways online, but a lot of times you can Google, um, you know, if you're looking for something very specific. So you find like web pages or blog posts that are there with podcasting. It's maybe listening on Apple Podcasts, maybe listening on Google Podcasts or Spotify. Um, but really understanding that it's such a varied experience, I think it's so important to be able to, to market your podcast, to really connect with people. I leverage my podcast as a really great way to have connections and have relationships with people as well. That's one of the, the, the really hierarching goals that I have for my podcast is really to be able to network and to connect in a unique way and in my zone of genius. So I think that not realizing that people won't just come to your podcast, people won't just listen to your podcast because you just uh, created it, that you have to actually market, you have to actually, uh, you know, put in the time to get that information out there. Um, It's really, I think, one of the things that people don't realize as much. And I think that it's not just podcasts, it's in business and and in so many different ways. We have something really, really great that we're doing, but we want to let the whole world know, but the whole world won't just know. Um, It it has to really be done with sometimes sweat equity or marketing or, or so many different things that kind of are in alignment with that. And I think um, when you do something and create something great, you want to remember that you want to spend probably, if not as much time, probably more time being able to kind of promote it and get it out there and and set that up from that standpoint. Uh, So how would you, just as final question, how would you, how much time would you spend on marketing that? You know, I, I always say if if I had ten dollars to spend on, you know, building something and, and marketing it, I would probably spend two dollars on building it and eight eight dollars on marketing it. Uh-huh. And I think that the beauty of it is when you're able to market it is you're able to reinvest into um, the building of it and improving it. And, and it, I always say, like, if you're creating something. 
uh, just call it the 1.0 version. Um, just say the 2.0 is coming out tomorrow, the 3.0 or whatever, um, because that's really what I've learned and what I wish I knew is that it's not in having it all figured out from day one. It's really from evolving every day, every step and getting better, trying out things. And I think so many times people spend $10 completely on building it and they don't have anything left to market it. And that could be money um, that I'm obviously talking about, or it could be time too. So really understand that I would spend more time kind of marketing, promoting and branding and getting it out there in Facebook groups or, or telling uh, your, your friends and emailing and doing all those things than I would probably building it and start to evolve from there. Uh, okay, that's some great advice. Well, Gresham, thank you for being here today. Uh, I really appreciate it that you uh, basically uh, gave us some knowledge that we can work with. Uh, and uh, if you want to find Gresham, uh, where where could we find you? Yes, absolutely. So we were talking about podcasts. So you can find my podcast at CEOpodcast.com. Um, my actual um, website where I have links to everything that I'm doing is available at imgresh.com and that's I-M-G-R-E-S-H.com. It has links to Blue 16 Media, the podcast that I mentioned as well too, and loads of content that hopefully is helpful to everybody. Yes. Gresham, thank you for being here and uh, I wish you best of luck uh, with the CEO blog. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's all for today. I want to thank you for listening all the way to the end. Uh, if you're interested in hearing uh, more about Gresham or uh, interested in listening to his podcast, you can go to ceoblognation.com. That's where his podcast is and all his uh, websites and blogs. Uh, if you're interested in his marketing services, you can go to blue16media.com and there you can find everything about his a digital marketing company called Blue 16 Media. So yeah, that's all I wanted to say for today. This is the podcast allergic to everything fake and addicted to everything online, authentic, and real. This was an episode of the Real Digital Success Podcast. Peace.